It's a Barbie world, baby. We're just living in it. Margot Robbie is having the moment of her life, and plus the trending colors, fabrics, and fits. That's today on the Gen Spec Fashion Cast. The date is 5-27-2023, which means summer is officially about to be on us. And if you live where I live, it feels like it is already. And if you're not wearing shorts, then you're definitely going to sweat. And if you are wearing shorts, you're going to get bit by mosquitoes. And also there are tiny gnats that land on you. So either way, you're pretty much screwed if you live where I live or maybe you live somewhere else. Like, for example, sometimes I'll get on something like Pinterest and I'll be looking at different celebrity styles and they'll be wearing a long sleeve shirt, which I actually think looks really cool. It's something that Hailey Bieber does. So she'll wear a like almost like an oversized top. It can be like a sweatshirt or it'll be like a sweater or even sometimes it's just a men's style button-up shirt but she has the sleeves all the way down or sometimes it's a uh, pullover hoodie and I'm just like you could never wear that here in Texas or if you did you would just be dying so if you're willing to risk it for the look then for sure but besides that short is the trend calling that right now taking a look at the Vogue May edition which is about to be out of date in a few days there's an article called shortcuts reading from it it says a new wave of micro mini silhouettes proves that a little goes a long way A model, Devin Garcia, an Alexander McQueen top, embraces the finer points of Seville row tailoring while leaving plenty of room for fun. And then in parentheses it says, and sun-kissed skin. Hopefully not sunburned or too many mosquito bites like I got. Then I want to turn your attention to another resource that I love and I highly recommend. I mean, you can get most of your cues from Pinterest alone, Uh, but if you're like me, you actually like to read about whatever subject it is that you're looking at, and also, for the most part, uh, to have a physical copy, which is the case for two out of the three resources that I use. One of them is just a digital, which is a little bit odd, but it gets the job done. But uh, I think it, it is part of your subscription, but if you do subscribe to the magazine Vogue, you get access to their articles online, which are really um, often updated. So if it's something that you're into, then I highly recommend it because for what you get, um, as far as like high quality articles, for example, if you're into politics, maybe you subscribe to something where you get that type of behind the scenes articles, like maybe you pay for an Apple News subscription so you can read CNN, Washington Post, New York Times. So it's another type of journalism. So, and it's definitely worth the read. And it won't make you upset. It'll make you feel inspired, if anything, or maybe just make you feel envy because it's like, yeah, they're wearing Donatello Versace. And uh, you're like, okay, well, uh, what can I buy at uh, Walmart that looks like that? Or Target. So, of course, if you are a man, uh, shorts generally the way to go my uh, if my birthday story was any indication you know it's okay to go short you can you may get a couple looks from like your buddies or something but uh, I actually walked the dog earlier wearing the same shorts and forgot to spray for the mosquitoes so gonna regret that dearly but uh, it's extremely comfortable especially for someone like me who has uh, rapid onset facial sweat which is genetic and there's no cure and I'm cursed for life. So 
wearing the shorter shorts if you're comfortable with it. Which brings me to another point. If you are a man or identify as that, or if you're maybe not the type that would wear, say, a dress or a skirt, that's just not your thing. Maybe it's not your thing for right now. Maybe you're going through a period where that's not your thing. People have phases and people change. One of the best compliments I get is that, uh, or I've gotten before, because I mean, it's not like everywhere I go, I get, I hear this, but uh, someone told me that I uh, had a metamorphosis, and I was like, uh, for the better, and apparently it was. Um, yeah, got to learn from your early 20s, otherwise you're doomed to repeat them. So I bought a pair of denim shorts from Amazon, which are the ones that I cropped, and it came out really well. If you want me to send you the tutorial, just message me on pretty much anywhere. You can send me a text if you can track down my phone number, and uh, I'll send that to you. And then I also bought another pair from H&M, and they have what I like to call men's piped denim and or other skinny shorts syndrome and this is something that has been discussed before but essentially when they release shorts for men even if they're uh, marked as skinny which by the way I have an audio clip we'll share about that but when they are they're very form-fitting all the way down to right above your knee which since I bought that other pair and for some reason both of them had a cuff like they couldn't just let it be a regular seam. It had to be a cuff. So, you know, fellas, if you're listening, I know we get put into inconvenient boxes all the time. You know, we're forced down different pathways of as far as fashion decisions. Ladies, enjoy the freedom. <laughs> I know, look, I know it's a rough deal some other ways, but... You know, this whole world, this uh, fashion, uh, fashion sphere is curated just for you. And I just came up with that. So feel free to take it. It's all yours. So even though I am not necessarily the type that is, that gets uncomfortable with their clothing. For example, I used to go out and wear uh, my girlfriend at the time's blazer, which was pretty slim on me, but I was really skinny. Uh because I was like 25 and just did low-carb dieting all the time. And so I wouldn't wear a shirt underneath. I would just wear a blazer and, a sh- and no shirt to the, <laughs> to the club. So didn't really care. Still kind of don't. But one thing I noticed was that with the shorter shorts, um, that there was kind of a level of... there was Let's say that there was more of a level of comfort with the shorts that went all the way down to my knee. So when I realized that, because I was wearing the knee-length ones to work, which I probably wouldn't wear the shorter ones, even just that, I was like, that's odd. Where's that coming from? And the kind of conclusion that I came up with is it really is just a comfort thing. You know, if it feels more comfortable to have more of your your leg covered, by all means, you know. I, I am the type that when it comes to how you dress yourself, I am much more interested in the messaging, in the communication, and then overall, at the end of the day, the most important is the expression that comes with it because it's a unique opportunity to, to put your creative expression into the world. And then also, it has a, an effect on the perception that you have of yourself, just like any other creative outlet, you know, As far as I'm concerned, creative outlets are a positive thing if they're constructive and you have to wear something, you know, it's uh, now it's like our uh, catchphrase on gen spec, which is uh, even not caring about fashion is a fashion choice. So unless you show me a video uh, from the waist up of you walking out of your you know, or the neck up, I guess, if you have uh, private parts on your chest. Uh, Without that video evidence, uh, you're lying if you say that you are willing to walk out of your house wearing nothing. So you have to wear something. And even if you wear nothing, 
that's still a fashion choice. So, you know, you're wrong. You're wrong either way. So you're wrong. All right. So not saying you have to go and dress uncomfortably or wear something extremely short. Do whatever the occasion calls for and do whatever, for God's sakes, do whatever the weather calls for. Man, I wish I could uh, wear the long sleeve with the shorts look and the boots look because it looks really sweet, but I can't. So the reason I bring that up is because we're about to talk about something that uh, most men will never wear and uh, I can't see myself ever doing it, but that's okay because when we look at the fa- uh, fashosphere, it uh, is a all-encompassing look. So if we say the word fashion, even though typically it's something that is pretty much associated with one side of that spectrum, um, there is a possibility to look at it in a way that speaks to both. Like, for example, if you're talking about driving a car, or another example is like what kind of coffee you like. You know, if I'm asking, let's say a survey, hey, what what kind of coffee do you like? Um, I could ask anybody, and it wouldn't really have any bearing as far as their gender or gender expression unless you looked into it. And coffee is not something that's kind of relegated to one gender. People would never say, you know, coffee, that's a girly thing. That's a manly thing. That's a manly man thing. Or, you know, coffee is strictly for women. Um, Same thing with driving a car. So, there's two examples. So that brings us to the Vogue Trends section. And this article says, the headline is, Are you team mini or maxi skirts this summer? It's by Christian Allaire. And it was written on probably, well, not my favorite day, probably my least favorite day, uh, May 18th, which is my uh, date of birth. So, yeah, who who celebrates uh, getting one year closer to their eventual demise, their ultimate fate? <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, bust out the cakes and the candles, and I'm going to invite all my friends, and they can see me uh, one more year uh, closer. <laughs> So looking at this journalist, uh, actually has some pretty cool articles. There's another one that uh, this person wrote. I actually don't know if it's a man or a woman or what. Uh, Their name is Christian Allaire. This other article says, meet the rising Mexican-American model who just walked for Dior. So pretty cool. That article, just to give you a little flavor taste, it says, historically high fashion runways have hardly been a space to find substantial indigenous representation but that's changing now, or excuse me, though that's changing now. A new crop of native models from North America, Mexico, and beyond are taking over Fashion Month, including Kona Chasing Horse, Valentine or Valentine Alvarez, Cherokee Jack, which is a pretty sweet name, and Heather Diamond Strongarm, uh, which is probably like my new call sign for playing online games, uh, Cherokee Jack in particular. Um, so I'm going to appropriate that, but it's okay <laughs> for me to do it, because uh, we're rising to the top. That's right. Uh, on Instagram, you see my badge. It says Latin owned, and for some reason, Instagram, I'm looking at you. It doesn't stick around. Um, it stays for like a day, and then the, you lose your lat- Latinness. so kind of um, very sad, you know, to see my... Uh, Latina, Latinas uh, dissipate right before my very eyes. You know, it's it's right there. It's, it's Latin known. And I'm like, yeah, like it's a badge of honor. Next time I go in and um, it's no longer Latin known. I have to like, I have to reassess for a second. Like, wait, am I not a Latin? Oh, no, no, no. It's just uh, Instagram. So uh, Instagram, um, come on. We pay you enough Zucker bucks. Let's get it Zucker fixed bunch of chowder heads all right so coming back here we got may 18 2023 the day i got one year wiser 
And let's uh, read this article. It says, Summer skirts are essential for getting through the sweltering summer months. They're a super light for one. That's odd. an odd sentence. They're a super light, but they, they are a super light. And they can be paired with... Uh, who's the editor on Vogue? Huh? Who is it? Get your head out of the horoscope section and get it in. It's a super light. What is it? What am I, Irish? Oh, it's a super light uh, way to dress up this homer in the sweltering moods. Make sure when you're milking your cow. And uh, make sure you know exactly which team you're on, eh? Team Mini or, or Team Mixy. Because it's, it's a super, it's going to be a super swelter. In other words, it looks like Vogue has an editor-in-chief. They're looking to hire. Hey, what's up? My name is Big L, a.k.a. Chungus. So, shoot me a DM on Tinder. Alright, returning to the article. It says, uh, they can be paired with virtually any kind of top, including a white classic tee for a day which is also something that is apparently trending, or a strappier going out option for night. Fellas, that means you. With summer just around the corner, we've already seen a hint at which skirts the stars are wearing. Cue the mini versus maxi skirts debate. Now, if you're like me, your first thought might be... Quick fashion question. What is a maxi skirt? Well, the truth is, only you can define it, but you'll know it when you see it. It's kind of like an A-line skirt, but with a slit in the front. And if you don't know what any of those means, then you're probably on Team Mini. And whether you are a man or a woman, you probably know what a mini skirt is. I know what a mini skirt is. They were everywhere when I was in high school. And the trend back then were pleated skirts. That's right. Even back then, I had the keen eye to see those sweet, sweet pleats. Little did I know, I was trend casting. Even my favorite celebrities, like Paris Hilton, was rocking them at the time. That's right. I've liked Paris Hilton since 2007. She had a reality show called The Sweet Life of Zach in Paris. It was a reality show called uh, Filthy Rich. Real Housewives of... Uh, <laughs> Real House Daughters of American Rich People. And it was called The Simple Life. And it was when reality show was... Uh, had already been like full steam ahead and uh, it was a great time to be alive and if you weren't there well you still got your maxi skirts at least uh, oh sorry it would be mini skirts you would be team mini so switching our attention back to the mini skirt uh, the name says it all maxi not so much just think of a line with a slit almost like a in some of the examples that I did in the tireless uh, and just sleepless nights full of research on this topic, it was some of them even almost look like um, some sort of body wrap. So uh, all different types of styles. It could even be, you know, to me, very beach-like. Maybe you have your swimsuit underneath your maxi skirt and then you can just lose the maxi skirt but it's not like a wrap it's actual skirt so you could go into a restaurant and uh, wear it as a, an article of clothing so let's continue with the article it says celebrities like kendall jenner rihanna and Haley bieber have been stepping out in skirts that range from itty bitty to extra long which team are you on there's benefits to both hemlines if you're a maxi skirt fan, you'll know that the long, breezy style is the perfect way to add a free-spirited, slightly bohemian feel to any look. Earlier this month, Katie Holmes, former celebrity, styled a wheat, excuse me, styled a white 
pleated maxi with a chunky knit. She's also worn the skirt with dad sandals. For the Met Gala after party earlier this month, Rihanna also stepped out in her own version of a maxi skirt. She wore a white chrome hearts ensemble, including a single button top and floor length skirt, complete with high slit. There's something instantly effortless and undone about a maxi, even when worn as evening wear. And if you have the article again, you will see a picture of Katie Holmes, uh, who I think was on, was she on Dawson's Creek? Was Dawson's Creek, if I'm not mistaken? Or American Pie? Dawson's, I think. It, or uh, Will and Grace or Friends, one of the three. Uh, maybe she was in one of the Scream movies, don't really know. She is wearing a... Uh, the said chunky knit is a long sleeve sweater. And uh, let's see, it appears to also, okay, it's a cable knit sweater. So it's not tweed, which is also a trend that was mentioned, I want to say, in Harper's Bazaar. Really want to say Harper's Bazaar, but it could have been Vogue. So if you live in New York and it's not 100 degrees, then definitely pair that maxi with that chunky cable knit. Hey, did you know, reading from the article again, for a date night with Bad Bunny, model Kendall Jenner stepped out in Blue Marines Fall 2023 shearling trimmed miniskirt. And if you look at it, um, I do also have to, man, what a lucky man Bad Bunny is, huh? <laughs> He's talented, he's got fans, he's consistent, he's a style icon. And, uh, well, have a look at, uh, you know, this is his date night itinerary. Hey, have a look at the picture for yourself, folks. That is a lucky gentleman. Um, and uh, he also has curly hair, which is has traditionally been, I mean, as far as I can uh, conceive of what, what traditional fashion uh, norms have been curly hair maybe on men it's seen as like a little bit more exotic but I feel like when he sh shaved the sides of his head he also shaved designs into his hair and uh, he would leave the top of his hair curly that in a lot of ways I don't know if it was because of him but it was definitely something that was a trend and uh, sometimes if you see that you know it's one of these things where I think the reverse had typically been true where they would see styles maybe they had curly hair they saw a style that could only be done with straight hair and just thought okay well I could never do that style well the bad bunny look if you don't have the curly hair can't do it and you also can't uh, go on dates with Kendall Jenner either um, I, uh, I didn't know she was single I don't really keep up with the Kardashians too much um but uh, I, her outfit is actually pretty cool. But boy, she looks single as hell. She also is wearing boots that look like they were in some sort of um, role-playing game like Skyrim, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Um, actually, they look kind of like the boots that you could put on your character if you played as the woman character in the Assassin's Creed that took place in ancient Greece. So... Um, I think if you really, I mean, they say bohemian, but I would say this is more of like a cosplay of Assassin's Creed was definitely what her mindset was, what she was going for. And I got to say, she hit the mark on the head. She also kind of looks like in the vein of video games, a little Tomb Raider-esque, uh, just from the waist down. Now taking a look at the top and uh folks this is a this is a family show the family show but uh it she clearly is also participating in an, another trend which uh was notated by vogue uh the online subscription so all you hoi polloi that uh don't spend a little bit of the almighty dollar to get access to this type of information that's what I'm here for. You know, I live to serve, I live to please, and I not only break barriers, but I shatter paywalls. And I do so for you, so I can, you know, hit the 
uh, hits you with the really hard-hitting journalism, not to like overhit, but um, so yeah, there's a another trend forecast which conveniently for people like me they have a whole page dedicated to it whole trends page so I can just go in and cheat if I want which I don't but I could so one of them is uh sheer uh it wasn't really something that came to my mind as something that I wanted to cover but uh clear as day there uh well it's very clear as day, uh, you could tell that she was wearing a bikini and got some sun, and it left the mark of the rather small bikini, and uh, the shirt is completely see-through. So, um, definitely something that if you are, say, going to support a friend, and they're, they're, they want you to go with them to Sunday Mass, uh, probably wouldn't wear that particular outfit um but date night with bad bunny i would say that's definitely like one-to-one for the occasion so the top is a uh, sheer top and uh what i would recommend is to have a look at the picture because even though this is a mini skirt and again i wouldn't wear mini skirts but if you're looking at the silhouette of it and even just the concept, the execution, you know, every piece of art at or that's a Freudian slip where I mean one thing, but I say my mother, where any high fashion piece of design like this, it it's almost, and I know it sounds pretentious, but it's almost elevated to an art form. And I think that's a valid statement because if you look at the history of fashion, and again, stepping outside of the you know, you can't leave your house naked uh, line of questioning. But even looking at the, you know, the origins, like in Paris, when they took the girls out of the shop and they called them that, they called them the shop girls. And they said, you know, hey, these uh, designs are only selling so much on paper. Like people want to see them on um, actual people. And they'd be like, hey, Trixie, you're a, you know, you're an up-and-comer, you're pretty young, you're pretty light in the loafers, you get out, you get around, try this on, and uh, stretch the stuff for Mr. McGillicuddy, maybe he'll buy the, the dress, give you a nice little raise, and uh, they had different standards back then, so, you know, he was like, hey, how's about uh, you, you and I, uh, you know, well, it was actually in Paris, so it would have been like, I can't even imitate Parisians, so, Looking at this skirt, um, I actually recommend it. The whole look, the look as a whole is pretty sweet because it has these vertical leather elements to it. But yeah, the shirt is completely sheer and see-through. So, um, kudos to any person that would be willing to do that. Um. Yeah, I'm wondering if I would ever wear a sheer shirt. <laughs> um, it has messaging on both sides. But again, if you're going on a date with Bad Bunny, um, you know, man, he's so impressive. You know, he really is. And he's got a great voice. You know, he's a true pop star, just like Drake. Um, so talented. So definitely an icon. Um, so have a look at that. And, I mean, I'm just looking at this. Um, I'm team mini all the way. Um, definitely team mini. It almost looks sort of, it's got these uh, shearling, shearling. It's got a shearling hem at the waist. And then it has a shearling hem at the bottom of the skirt. It's actually really interesting. So, let's see. This one was... Let's take a look. Blue Marine. <laughs> it says she paired with a with knee boots and a classic tank. Yes, that's very classic. 1920s. Um, 
you couldn't catch, you know, a person walking down the street um, that wasn't dressed like they were going on a date with Bad Bunny, like Kendall Jenner or Kylie or whichever one. Kind of makes you wonder who was better dressed that evening. Uh, Bad Bunny, uh, again, style icon as well. Uh, he's one of the few men that I look at consistently on Pinterest, him and Justin Bieber. So now you know who my icons are. So pick a side, you know. Pick a side. You go A-line, or you're going to draw A-line in the sand from the mini catac Anyway. All right. I'm going to use a word that I, the word is Barbie core. Look, I'm sorry. I need to write to my mom and mostly my dad. Um, although he probably wouldn't care. He likes Tim Gunn and he does a pretty good Tim Gunn impression. He's like, welcome on fashion designers. <laughs> I can't do it as good as him. So, you know, we are a fa- we are a fashion family. We really are. I busted out my uh, sweet headshots that I got so I could start uh, be being taken prof- uh, seriously as a professional on the internet. And uh, he was like, nice. It was like that scene from American Psycho. He was like, very nice, very nice. What do you think of this? And then he had like five headshots in five different outfits. And I was like, hmm, these are good. These are good. But his were distinctly headshots and mine were like a whole bevy. Plus I styled myself because of course I did. All right. Now, let's get serious. Real serious. Ryan Gosling serious. Now, why do I say that? You know. You know. Do I even have to say it? It's Margot, it's Barbie. Barbie the movie. I uh, remember seeing back when I would doom scroll on Instagram. Uh, I remember when the movie was first announced, and uh, there's that picture of Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie in like neon attire on rollerblades. And the whole joke was like regular people were like, oh, "We're gonna go see this movie." Um, but now, you know that I do what I do. Um, it's insane how much influence it's had, which makes sense. And so, you know, this this uh, podcast, this brand has never seen a boundary that it wasn't willing to, to just shatter into oblivion. So you know what we're going to do and what we're not going to do is we're not going to just look distinctly at Barbie core as it a fashion as it manifests itself in the fashion world. No, 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 no. That's too easy. That that fruit hangs way too low. Way too low. That's what you might call um, garden variety. No, no. It as we mentioned is the 27th and so the June Vogue magazine has not been released yet but I've seen the cover because I am a cuck and I pay extra um, and so folks I'm gonna come I'm just gonna come out and say it she's she looks absolutely gorgeous on every and also in in every picture and also the amount of pictures and sets and fashion designs and set designs and concepts and photography that went into I assume just this article alone and also the length of the article it's like 20 probably like 2500 words it's a long article um she is a beautiful woman of course there are two pictures that really stand out to me. There are a few where she's dressed up like a cowgirl or a cow person. But uh, you already know the ones that stand out 
high above the rest, which are the ones that are just absolutely decked out in pink. So there's the cover uh, photo, which has the really cool typography above it. Of course, it's the Vogue typography, pretty recognizable. And uh, it honestly, it just is, it's very beautiful to look at um, the, the aesthetic as a whole. And uh, so again, you know what we're not going to do? We're not going to focus on just the surface level of things. But with that being said, I also recommend to have a look at these. They have some really cool plays on the concept. For example, when I was young and I have a sister who was older than me, and of course she had Barbies because we were raised in the 90s. And sometimes, I think also if you would go to like the dollar store and get the dollar store Barbies, they would have these little stands that you would put them in. So they have a couple shots in here that play on that. Um, there's a really cool, just all pink shot. It says Space Odyssey. She has this uh, astronaut helmet and from a set design and a creative design aspect, very, very cool and very pink. And then there are more images of her with the stand behind her. There are some where she's photoshopped to look basically the size of a Barbie. Um, let's see. There is more cowgirl stuff. There is some stuff that makes her appear sort of 60s mod. And then there's, of course, the Malibu Barbie um, vibe. Malibu Barbie aesthetic. The second one that I really enjoy is uh, the caption says short and sweet just says Versace dress in this one it doesn't even really look like anything that you would slap the Barbie logo on and in fact there are a few pictures towards the end where the other ones it's clear that they're showing her in the proportions of a doll or maybe they are really playing on the super hyper stylized California um, affluent well-traveled high-income uh, well-dressed woman um, who also is in command of her own career her own uh, leisure activities I mean really just I guess something that anyone can really inspire or excuse me, aspire to be um, just successful, successful woman and who displays that outwardly and in a very American, traditional, traditionally American standard of success. And that's, that's saying quite a bit. But like I said, we're, we don't want to focus just on uh, Barbie core, which has reverberated throughout the fashion world. You know, I, I read this article... And um, one of the things that stood out to me is her involvement in the IP. And I thought that that was very cool to see someone who's a talented actress, who is a very beautiful woman, and who has elevated into this this fashion icon uh, role in in our culture as it is today. But if you also layer on top of that a business mind, which is one of the reasons why I really appreciate Paris Hilton for her brand mind, her marketing faculties, um, she was... I believe that she was born to be a businesswoman and clearly, you know, she knows how to capitalize. So I found it interesting. It says right here, this article is it's obviously the cover, cover story for the new Vogue's not even out yet. This is a inside scoop, you know, before it hits the newsstands. That's right. I'm a nerd. 
and the articles by Abby Aguirre, which is Hispanic, um, if I'm not mistaken, or Aguirre. It says photography by Ethan James Green, styled by Gabriela Carefa Johnson, Carifa Johnson. And the date is May 24th, 2023. So let's chat. Listen to this business mind, business, um, business mind. Okay, as a producer, very cool. She saw huge potential in the Barbie IP, also very cool. The word itself, this is now quoting Margot Robbie, the word itself is more globally recognized than practically everything else other than Coca-Cola. That might be true. Maybe like Apple or Microsoft. What else is uh, ubiquitous? Macintosh. Samsung. I think that's it. Hmm. Sony. Definitely not the level of Coca-Cola. So in, uh, reading from the article, it says, In 2018, Robbie sensed an opening. So she had a meeting with the new CEO of Mattel, Inan Kreese, at the Polo Lounge. That meeting was about pitching Lucky Chap, the production outfit she runs with her friend Josie McNamara and her husband, Tom Ackerley, to Mattel. We're Lucky Chap, she says. This is our company. This is what we do. This is what we stand for. This is why we should be the ones to make a Barbie movie, and this is how we'd go about it. Okay, reading on. Lucky Chap didn't have a specific concept in mind, but they did know this much. We, of course, want to honor the 60-year legacy that this brand has, Robbie says. But we have to acknowledge that there are a lot of people who aren't fans of Barbie, and in fact aren't just indifferent to Barbie. They actively hate Barbie and have a real issue with Barbie. We need to find a way to acknowledge that. There were bigger meetings with Mattel, and then meetings with Warner Brothers, where Lucky Chap had a first look deal at the time. Eventually, Robbie started talking to Greta Gerwig about writing and directing. I was very scared it was going to be a no, Robbie says. At the, t- at the time, this was such a terrifying thing to take on. People were like, you're going to do what? But Gerwig says yes, on the condition that she could write the script with her partner, Noah Baumbach. 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 It felt sparky to me in some way that felt kind of promising, Gerwig tells her later. I was the one who said, Noah and I will do this. Baumbach. She broke the news to me after we were already doing it. Very cool, very cool. I want to read just a little bit more about this. Lucky Chap wanted Gerwig and Baumbach to have full creative freedom. At the same time, Robbie says, we've got two very enormous... Oh, excuse me, two very nervous, ginormous companies, Warner Brothers and Mattel, being like, what's their plan? What are they going to do? What's it going to be about? What's she going to say? They have a bazillion questions. In the end, Lucky Chap found a way to structure a deal so that Gerwig and Baumbach would be left alone to write what they wanted, which was really effing hard to do. And I will say... That seems like a really tall order. So I don't know what strings they had to pull. But if you think about it, I mean, she says it right there. Mattel, Barbie are major IPs, right? Especially Barbie. I mean, it's it's a piece of, a, of American history. Um, really is. And for them to give them full creative license you know who knows if there was like some executive decision at the end but to sink that much of a budget into production you know and then also for it to be organic from uh margot robbie acting as a producer acting as the pitch man or pitch woman so instead of just some random hollywood actor or excuse me hollywood screenplay writer or some director who's saying, you know, oh, well, we're going to make Barbie for the 20th, 
the the 21st century for 2023 and i must have margot robbie star in it and ryan gosling yes she'll be my 2023 barbie and it's uh it's uh, going to be my vision. Instead, you had the person who's going to ultimately play Barbie and uh, taking on that role of being the producer and kind of weaving all the threads together. So pretty cool. And I mean, I don't really care about Barbie. And I also don't really watch too many movies. So very, very cool, despite what your are uh, interests may be going in not to mention the cultural impact because it really is it's all over the place pink pink's all over the place okay want to do a little bit more on this uh gerwig and Baumbach did share a treatment robbie adds greta wrote an abstract poem about barbie which i really want to read and when i say abstract i mean it was super abstract I re- oh, okay gerwig declines to read me the poem but offers that it shares some similarities with the Apostles' Creed. Interesting. I have two ideas. Either someone should write this Apostles' Creed version. I mean, I I just find that flabbergasting. They should either rewrite it or they should get AI to write it. But, um, you know, AI is... um, It's... uh, it can write and it can put concepts together, but it has no organic personality. So um, I've been writing my whole life, you know, and uh, my boss at my my job kind of uh, likes to poke fun at me that I'm like, a, you know, they call them Luddites, right? Where you're not willing to adapt you're not willing to be an early adopter and adapt new technology. and You're going to be the person who is uh, cursing while going the way of the buggy while everyone's driving away in the, in the uh, automobile, which happened. So, um, but I've experimented plenty with artificial intelligence writing, and it's impressive, but um it can't create new ideas and uh it also can't read human emotions which we have a term for that someone who is autistic and i mean that in the completely sterile clinical version of the word not as a pejorative word it uh since it can't read human emotions it can't read human context so any communication that it gives is not context specific so even though it's a good word, idea, composition, creation machine, ultimately it's not a it's not the best communicator, and it also has no organic personality, which is shaped by one person's lens as it uh, evolves through different experiences. Instead, it's a amalgam of different people's experiences all co- cobbled together in sort of a Frankenstein output with a nice sheen. And a nice bow on the top. And it is pretty cool to interact with. But at the end of the day, I don't uh, find Frankenstein's monster to be particularly aesthetically pleasing. Now, do we? Or maybe you do. Maybe you like Barbie core. All right. So, highly fascinating article. Really visually compelling images. One thing I want to note is when I googled Barbie movie release date... Originally, it gives you a 2006 date, and then uh, I have a screenshot of it, and then Googling it now shows the new release date, so don't have any explanation for that except definitely ancient aliens who built the pyramids. So the Barbie movie is going to be out July 21st. Um, I won't go see it, or actually maybe I will now that I've read this article because I find it so fascinating. So, and I definitely recommend reading that article or just uh, send me a message or just give me a call and I'll just give you the rundown if you don't want to spend the time or if you don't want to spend the money. Um, I'll just give you like a brief summary. I'll hit the bullet points and uh, we can chew the cud. Um, 
you could tell me where you land on the mini maxi debate and uh, what kind of talking points you have prepared going into, you know, any p- potential um, real world debates over it because it's a really hot topic. The other hot topic is the man just so divisive, you know, in uh, in um, underprivileged areas, you know, people will die over colors, you know, is something that is often stated in, uh, I think I've heard it in like rap songs, you know, just over colors, you know, uh, but yet people are aligning themselves and they are picking their camps and maybe they're sharpening their weapons um, and things could get really ugly uh, really fast and get really out of hand. So, uh, but it's at the end of the day, this summer, 2023, you got to decide whether you're going to be on the side of the black or the pink. And you can only be one. It's black or pink. All right. How do I know this? Well, I know this because I'm a nerd. And I'll always be a nerd. And, uh, we sink our teeth into everything. And uh, I do it for you. I do it for me. But I also do it for you. And so, plenty of articles to read online about uh, Barbie core, which is a thing. Lots of pink. And there's an article on Vogue, the uh, behind the paywall, where it shows historically also a bunch of different uh, examples of this, how it's not. Strictly because there's a Barbie movie coming out. And, you know, like the article said, there are a lot of people who really don't like the image of perfection that Barbie um, tries to fit people into. So I can definitely understand that. And, you know, I've read a few books um, talking about... I guess, let me say this, lately I've read a few books that have talked about the coming-of-age experience written by women that were talking about that. Obviously, it's not something that I've ever experienced myself and never will. But what I've found is that it can seem, it seems to me from what I've read and the way I processed it was that it can feel like you have really, really high expectations that... Um, maybe there's less freedom to kind of expand into the person that you really want to be, that maybe there are these outside constraints that that person may feel. And I can definitely, after reading that type of information, and again, kind of sitting on it for a while, I can definitely see how that would be the case. So for example, if you are giving a young girl Barbie dolls, they may see that as something to aspire towards. And, you know, men and boys, you know, if we have our action figures and our action heroes and our video games, and for some men, still to this day, um, even people my age have superhero movies, have these larger-than-life people. I mean, take Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. You know, he's not only super cool, but super rich and has a really fun lifestyle. And so it makes you wonder, or maybe just makes me wonder, why I haven't so much heard that from coming-of-age stories from men um, in the same way that I heard it from to be honest, just two different books, but um, very similar in uh, the sense that there were a lot of, there's a lot of external pressure that I think is easy to feel, and I don't blame anyone for for feeling that. So uh, we get a little deep sometimes, you know, and that's okay. You go a little deep and then you wade to the surface level, the surface of the water. So, uh so, uh, yeah, pink is becoming a, uh, a hot commodity, um, and you saw that coming for sure. But let me tell you something you might not have known, and we'll leave on this. 
we'll leave on this. All right, let's get the source straight. It is Harper's Bazaar. And uh, this is the May issue because the June ones are about to drop. And I will be all over those just for you. By the way, kitten heels, kitten heels, in case you didn't know, also a thing. Kitten heels, yeah. I've known about those since I was a kid because I grew up with a sister and was close to my mom and sister. And uh, those, I remember, were popular, at least to my knowledge, because this was pretty much before the internet, um, like mid to late. 2000s so yeah not only is it uh barbie time but it's also time to revive the kitten heel uh-huh so get this you got your beachwear maybe you got your maxi by the way tweeds are in yeah i know tweeds are in of course and uh black as a color choice. Now, one of the things that I've noticed about high fashion magazines, but it also makes sense if you're uh, cash-minded and you're trying to make sure that you have stuff that you can actually wear, you might shop by occasion. You know, I used to work at a buckle store, and uh, they, I don't know if you know this, but it's a commission-based sales job, so you have to try to sell as much clothes as as much clothes as you can in order to make the highest check. And so they train you on different ways that you can um, transition from product to product. You're like, oh well, if you like the this light wash in this denim, then you're gonna love the light wash in these over here, and they're maybe you know 25% more expensive. Um, you got to do what you got to do, folks. You know, think I made it here, you know, like I was handed handed these things? Wasn't handed nothing. I had to grind from the very bottom to get to this point. And I did it for you, baby cakes. So, um, the other thing that they would teach us is to uh, show product based on occasion. Because if you do, they are likely to envision themselves in their mind. So just as a sales technique, but also I think just even as a wardrobing technique. So a lot of stuff that I've seen is about going to the beach and going on vacation. Apparently Tokyo is a place to go. So go to your nearest currency exchange center and get, what is it, some yen or uh, what is it, denarii? No, I'm just kidding. I think that's in the Bible. Denarius. So, yeah, break out of, you know, break out of the Barbie core haze once in a while. You know, maybe Monday through Friday, do the Barbie core. And this is this is all people, you know, men. Um, I mean, hot pink, it, it's a it's a cool color. Um, I don't even think I own, I own like a powder pink. I think I own a powder pink polo, but um, all that's going to change today going forward. That's my promise to you. So when you're hitting that beach, and uh, this is not a sales pitch, by the way. Um, but if you want to subvert the trend, which I don't blame you at all for, you know, do something that do something that other people are, are not doing for the sake of other people not doing it. I think that that's a cool idea. Um, ditch the pink and pick up the black. And you know that it's a new month coming up and it's the beginning of really my favorite time of the year. despite the flying insects. And so if you think that this is Margot Robbie cast or Barbie cast or Jake Gyllenhaal cast or wait, what's his name? 
Ryan Gosling cast, then I'm I'm gonna cast you a question. <laughs> that was awful. You don't have to walk this path. Let me nerd out for you. And, you know, speaking of the early 2000s, I want to leave you with a quote uh, from one of the most brilliant marketing campaigns in the form of a television advertisement that I've ever heard in my life. It's a men's where it goes. Uh, it's men's warehouse, and uh, it goes. Uh, you're gonna love the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs>